0: Uh, y'all heard, I know Greg spent the first 15 minutes telling you how I waited until 9.45 p.m. on a Saturday night to call him. Um, <laughs> uh, man, look, it's, uh, Greg, thank you. It's a blessing to be able to have people in this church. Yes. Um, people that you, you can trust and have the, just the, the confidence in that you can call 9.45 p.m. on a Saturday night. And they're going to be ready to, to step right in. I was, I was asleep all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. I'm glad to be awake. Uh, it's a good thing. Man, it's great to be here with everybody. Um, I, I got a question that I want to start off. I, I want to continue our series, Emmanuel. And uh, what I want to ask first is how many of you have ever... Prayed or asked, man, God, if you, God, I need you to be with me during this. God, would you be with us during this? Is that is that kind of like a, a normal? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I think even if you're, even if you're, you're not, if even if you don't believe in God, at some point in time in your life, you say something to the effect of, man, God, I need you to be with me in this situation. I don't believe in you, but but if you would just help me out, um, it, it's just kind of one of those normal things. You're getting ready to go on uh, a trip with. Here it is, it's Christmas time, you're getting ready to go visit family, and you're like, God, be with me. Uh, um, for safety as we travel, um, for, you know, it's, you're walking into a, a job interview, you're walking into something that's going on at work, God, Ben, I, I need you to be with me. You're walking into a, a test, if you're in school, you're walking into an exam, God, I need you to be with me. And, and the whole while he's saying, yeah, you probably should have studied, I'll be, I'll be with you, but yeah, you probably should have studied. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that we throw around a lot, but what does it mean for, uh, for when we say God be with us? What does it mean for God to be with us? Again, we're continuing uh, this Emmanuel series. I started a couple weeks back, and, and we started it, and I spoke on hope in a very weary world. I, I've mentioned it time and time again over the last couple months, how this particular time of year, uh, it, it's supposed to be joyful. And, and Christmas has a way of not only magnifying the joy, magnifying the good, but, but in the same breath, it also can magnify the hurt. It can magnify the pain in people's lives. There's more people that deal with depression and deal with suicide than any other time of year. It's right now during these times. And it, it's serious things that, that people deal with on a daily basis. and it, It's just hurt. And so we talked about having hope even though we are and we live in a weary world. Last week, uh, Greg spoke on trust, the trust that, that John had for Jesus, and Jesus also had for John. And today, I want to I continue that, that same context, that same idea, talking about this word, Emmanuel. Um, there's a, a, a carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and uh, I, I think a lot of times uh, it, it can be even just with worship, especially with, with Christmas carols, but, but with worship, with life, we kind of get into this rote habit. We get into this, this is just what it is, this is what I do, and, and so I'm going to wake up on a Sunday morning and, and I'm going to go to church because that's what I do. And, and I'm going to sing the songs because that's what I do. And, and, and so the same, when we sing Christmas carols, there's stuff like, "O oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, well why do you sing it? Well, because they've been singing it for hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years. And so that's just the song you sing at Christmas, right? The song was actually, the, the word, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that line was penned somewhere around 800 A.D. 800 A.D. is when that line, it was then taken, it was, it was a part of a, a, a ritual, um, a symbolic a religious uh, period, and they, they, they would re- repeat these these, letter, these lines, these, these chants that started with O. Oh, this one just happened to be O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The, the music to it was actually developed, I believe, in the 1700s they put it to, to music. But that line, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, there was something to it. There's depth to it. How many of you can agree that... For something that was written back in 800 A.D., that's a little bit of time for us to still be saying and singing. And yet it stood the the test of time. So is there possibly something so much more to this line than than just us getting up and that's what we have to do because it's Christmas. Somebody's going to knock on my door and I'm going to have to put a smile on my face while somebody sings Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, you know, carolers are going to walk around, or we're, we're going to stand in church, you know, we're going to have a candlelight service, and it's going to be great, but at some point we're going to sing this one song, and, and nobody really knows the meaning, and so we just sing it because that's what you do at Christmas. Or is there possibly something so much more to Christmas? Is there possibly something so much more to that word, Emmanuel? It means God with us. God with us. Why, why would that carry such a heavy weight after so many years? What does that mean for God to be with us? I want to pick up today in Matthew chapter 1. This is Matthew's version, his account of the, uh, the, the story, the birth of Christ. We pick up in Matthew chapter 1, and he's talking about the Virgin Mary, and he says in, in verse 21, he says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now understand this here this was the announcement that that uh, I mean people had been praying for for years I mean we're talking hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years people had been praying for a messiah a savior for something different for there to be for there to be more reason than just wake up every day and keep going they had been praying for this. This was the good news of the gospel. And he goes on in verse 22, and he says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. He's referring to Isaiah. In chapter 7, Isaiah had pinned down a prophecy from the Lord. And this was, look, Isaiah wrote this particular uh, passage uh, somewhere around, I believe it was like seven, 740 years before the birth of Christ. So here we are talking about this word, Emmanuel. That we come, we get O come, O come, Emmanuel from around 800 A.D. But before that, 800 years before was the birth of Christ who was called Emmanuel. Before that, 740 years, Isaiah had written, and this is what was saying, or excuse me, what was said. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. So this was something that the people had been waiting on for thousands of years. This was something that, that they had been holding on to. There will one day be a Messiah. And then Isaiah prophesized, yes, one day this Messiah, this man will come. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Now, God with us. This, I, I think we need to grasp a little bit of, of just how crazy this news was. This wasn't just hey, here's another carol for you to sing when it gets around you know, Christmas time. This was something so much deeper. Everybody in the Old Testament knew that, that God was too holy to behold. Throughout the Old Testament, I'll segue even further back. All the way back to the very beginning, God had created a, a relationship. He would created Adam and Eve so they could be together. God walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the garden. There was a relationship. Sin came along, and because of sin, there was a separation. There was a divide. And so now, ever since that moment, there had always been this, this gap between people and God.